Welcome to Bang the Table Talks, a monthly podcast where we discuss the evolving world of community engagement. Each month, we will discuss trends, best practices, and information to assist in running better community engagement programs. Uh, Welcome to another one of our Bang the Table podcasts. Today, we are lucky enough to have Kate Valance, who is the Community and Stakeholder Engagement Coordinator at Bar One Water. And for those of you that don't know where Bar One Water is, it is located in Geelong, just outside of Melbourne in Australia. And it is Victoria's largest regional urban water provider. Of course, I'm Nathan Connors, the Learning and Practice Manager here at Bang the Table. And we're also lucky enough to have Sam Parsons in the room today. Um, And we'll be talking all things utilities engagement, water engagement this morning. So Kate, why don't we get started this morning? Perhaps you'd like to tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into community engagement. Well, thank you, Nathan. Thank you, Sam, for having me. So yes, um, as Nathan indicated, I work for Barwon Water and we're a, a local water utility just based outside of Melbourne. Our primary core business is providing water and sewerage services to the population just south of Little River, all the way down to just outside of Apollo Bay. So we take along the Great Ocean Road, parts of the Surf Coast, Golden Plains Shire, Ballerine Peninsula and the Otway. So a really big area. I have been working at Barwon Water for nearly 10 years in May. So I've got a special anniversary coming up. Looking forward to that morning tea. Um, uh, And probably specifically have been in the engagement space for the last five years. And then prior to that, I was mainly doing communications, marketing type role with Barwon Water. So I guess I decided to get into community engagement, stakeholder engagement, public participation, whatever you would like to call it, because I started to sort of realise that I wanted to be involved more than just informing customers or communities about messages that Bar and Water were doing and I would rather have been involved in more two-way conversations between Bar and Water and customers and finding out what it is that customers were most passionate about, what they really valued from us as an organisation and trying to, I guess, figure out how we could make that happen for them. And I saw that as a role for me to perhaps move into. And so, so that's how that, I got into engagement. Yeah, so that's how you would categorise the move from communications to engagement is that desire to have conversations as opposed to being the messenger yes definitely and I think that's a good way of explaining it I still think there is a lot of informing in engagement most definitely but I think uh, engagement and consultation sort of just go that next step to perhaps getting that deeper layer of what it is a customer actually wants from an organization or what they truly value from a service provider, whether that be a, a private company or a, or a government right. organisation. And how have you found that transition? You've found that a lot of those skills you've brought with you are highly valuable in, in engagement? Yeah, I think so, because it, uh, if, you're, if you've come from a communications background, I think it allows you to look at also like a bigger picture when you're tackling an engagement program. So um, as an engagement person, you know, you might look at the tools and ways that you're going to uncover that data, that conversation with the customer or the community so you've got all this data here and then I think with those communication skills you've got the ability to then look at that bigger picture and go okay well where could we perhaps put out a media release where perhaps could we brief a a local member of parliament or or where could we perhaps do an internal story with our um, business that we're doing this program so it's sort of like that I think you bring like an integrated toolkit 
with you if you've got sort of skills in both I think that's great. Areas. I think it's really important as well to tie the two together because obviously one can't uh, exist that's right. well without the other. That's right, yeah, exactly. Really good. Yeah. Now, um, I am interested because you work for a water provider, a, yep. a utility service, yep. an essential service. That's right. And engagement in that space, we would you know assume as being a little bit different from your local government organisation where there's a lot of variety in the types of things that are engaged on. Tell me a little bit about how you keep communities interested in utilities and how you tend to engage them in what is kind of a niche essential service space. How is it different from, say, engaging with a local government organisation? Yep. So I think that's a really good question um, and a timely question. Um, so Barwon Water is in a massive, I guess, phase of, of enormous change. So we, yes, for, a hundred, for the last 110 plus years, we've provided core services of, you know, we deliver water to property, we take sewerage services away. Um, you know, in more recent times, we've, you know, constructed recycled water technology where we're looking at delivering that to new estates around our region. But um, last Last year we actually launched our new organisational strategy called Strategy 2030 and it was a vision that our new managing director has implemented within our organisation and it says you know we do these amazing things really well about core services but it's about now enabling regional prosperity within our region and we're focusing on some core areas um, around zero emissions zero waste, developing strategic partnerships, so how we could better partner with local government. Um, it could be other state agencies in our area to deliver outcomes and value to our customers. So to keep it sort of in the interest of our customers and community, you know, we're starting to, to look at, you know, uh, renewable energy projects for our business so that we can decrease our emissions. And so they're wonderful things that we can engage with our customers on around that it's just not water and sewer that we provide, but it's the energy that we use to give you that product. And and, and would you be willing to pay for Barwon Water to invest in that technology uh, to give you that service? So it's not just about water and sewer, and that's really what we're on this journey about now with Strategy 2030 is um, implementing that within our community through a number of different ways and engagement being an integral way of connecting with those communities. So do you find that with these new points of interest uh, and pieces of work that you're doing, there's a lot of informing that has to go in education, let's put it that way. Yeah. You have to educate your community on the fact that now there are these things available for them to get involved with. How have you found that process in terms of bringing a community who might have been sitting idly by in the past, how do you then engage them with these new things that you want to talk to them about? What is the process for you in terms of even raising their awareness that these opportunities now exist for them? So I think um, central to how we approach engagement at Barwon Water is that um, any any engagement program centres around sort of three core principles and that is that it provides value to the customer and the community, that it's an honest two-way conversation between us and them and there's this collaboration piece with it. So it's about saying this is the project here's all the information that you want to know about that project. So there's that real transparency between 
both parties. And then here's how we want to work with you to get value and get outcomes for that project. So for example, we're working currently on a project um, in partnership with a local council in our region where we're looking at investigating wastewater opportunities for a particular town. And so the way that we're doing that is that we're reaching out to that community really at a grassroots level, you know, face-to-face listening posts, letters, um, media releases, everything that you can imagine. And then we're bringing groups together and actually asking them, what is it that they value? What is it that they want? How is it that they can get there and how can we enable that? And so, you know, we're doing that through series of workshops, how they can vote, brainstorming sessions. Um, So that is, is, is really, in essence, how we would facilitate or encourage that collaborative conversation with our communities. And do you find once people then engage with some of these issues, yeah. they tend to become a part of the ongoing conversations with the, with water and its associated um, you know, provisions yeah. to the community? Yeah, definitely. And off the back of our recent um, 2018 prize submission project, we heard that loud and clear from lots of different people that we spoke to. You know, once we started asking specific questions around willingness to pay or the things that we were looking at implementing, you know, helping customers or helping those customers that are more vulnerable in our community, people were actually saying, this is something that I'm really interested in and I want to learn more about. So, you know, pop me on a mailing list. I'd love to hear more about what Barwon Water is doing in the community and I'd love to be involved. So I think once people start participating in a particular project, I think their interest starts to spark going, well, what else is going on at Barwon Water that perhaps I could be involved in? And um, of course, the big one that people uh, tend to care the most about is how much they're going to be charged for their water. That's right. And of course, you just recently went through a pricing submission yes, uh, process. So I'm, I'm going to get you to tell us a little bit about that, mm-hmm. but also just to tell us a little bit about this technique you used of engaging a citizens panel. And from what I've heard, you've taken people on a, a bit of a learning journey to help inform this pricing submission. So can you tell us a little bit about how you went through that process and what it entailed? Yeah, sure. So it was a it was a really long process actually, starting back in mid two thousand and sixteen, and pretty much from that point, we knew as a business um, and also our essential services commission, which is the economic regulator for water and sewerage services as well as electricity and other utility prices, that they wanted to really see prices and services that were accepted and endorsed and and almost community led submissions to them. So from day one, that was integral to us that our customers were involved in developing that price submission. Not so much us developing a price submission and then sending it out for public comment. So the way that we did that was through... And is that a big change for you? Is that some... Sorry, that's a really interesting point. Is that something that would have happened in the past? You would have developed a submission and then asked for public comment? Yes. So for the past two regulatory uh, pricing phases that Barwon Water has gone through, uh, yes, that has been, that was the, the approach where we would develop a pricing submission or a document that outlines this is how much we're going to invest over the next five years and this is how much water we'll pay. What do you think? So whereas this time around, it was a question or a conversation with our customers first and foremost, 
well, what is it that you would like to talk about when it comes to prices and services? What's important to you? And we had like a range of topics and themes that came through various focus groups, one-on-one interviews. And then from that, we like approached this uh, funnel approach where we funneled it down to the next step and really sort of picked out these key integral themes. And then we developed a a very large scale quantitative and qualitative uh, research component where we started asking targeted willingness to pay questions, targeted questions on what they actually thought about our service provision. Did we over-service, did we under-service, or was it just about right? And then that was conversations with over a thousand of our customers during sort of a targeted two-month phase. And then all that data was continually sort of being distilled into this funnel. And then this key part of our engagement was convening the community panel, which was this group of randomly selected community members and customers from our service region, where they looked at all of that data presented to them over a series of five days. And it was there that that group started to work together and negotiate and look at solutions to answers to, well, what is it that we value and expect from Barnwater and what do we want to see in the future? And that group of people were able to come together and create this great document that outlined five key outcomes that they wanted from us as a service provider and 14 preferences on how we could achieve those key outcomes for them. Even getting down to the granular detail of helping customers. So it would be great if Bow and Water could invest X to help these people or Bow and Water could convene X to find out more about what these people want. So these people were so invested um, in the process that they really handed over a document that I felt was a true representation of what our community were talking about. And so at the end of that process, when they've made their recommendations, they've distilled all the learning and all of the research that you've done, to what extent then did Bar One Water as an organisation accept their recommendations in terms of putting it in the final pricing submission to send it to the Commission? So we had this like cyclical approach to our engagement for this project where it was really based on listening, responding, listening, responding, listening, responding. And so once the community panel had been convened and had handed over their recommendations, Barnwater took that away and actually developed up a price proposal. And we released that in mid-2017 last year, which said we did all of this work with our community in the latter part of 2016, we convened this panel and this is what our community said and this is basically our response and how we're going to try and achieve these outcomes and these are the prices you will pay. What do you think? And we had another consultation period so that people could actually read what customers had said, how we interpreted what customers had said, how we were going to respond to that, and then ultimately the price that they would pay. And they had an opportunity to uh, respond via a survey, qualitative forums um, online. And then through that period, we were then able to re-look at all customer feedback, go through and refine our final submission before we submitted it to the Essential Services Commission. So we wanted to really demonstrate to our community that we had heard what they had said, and here was essentially a proposal to that. What did they think? And then the final submission. Which is really, really good because I guess even after those final recommendations have been made by this citizens panel, there's still an opportunity for others to you know, have their say as well, which is I think yeah. is really important. Now you did mention 
online in there. How has online helped you facilitate such a, a process in terms of reaching more people and, and those types of things? I think it's opened a lot of doors to people and it's also accessibility. So it's about people being able to reach out to us 24-7 on a forum online or on a survey online that they can do in their own time that's convenient to them. So, you know, we did a lot of face-to-face pop-up information kiosks across our service region where we really heavily promoted our online platform so that people could go there and get the latest fact sheet, the latest price proposal, watch some videos explaining about what we were doing and then ultimately the opportunity to engage with us. So I would say it was really important. It offered just yet another channel for people to participate with us. We've also used the site for not just the pricing project, but we've also used it for other engagements as well as exploring the use of it with some internal engagement with our staff. Also, I mean, I was just having a look at this project before, so in terms of utilities and this pricing submission, the robustness of the end prices, I guess, you'll end up charging is that you've done a very thorough consultation yourself and then you've handed this over to the Commission and now I've just noticed that the Commission is actually doing a public consultation on your submission as well. So I think, you know, for, from the utility sector, for this particular piece of work, it's a very thorough uh, public consultation process. Yeah, it is. And I think that's great that um, we live in a society that encourages that public participation or that opportunity to, to provide feedback so that, you know, we did our our piece of engagement, um, you know, as I said, started from mid 2016 all the way to you know, just September last year. And then the Essential Services Commission now have an opportunity to, again, reach out to members of our community to say, you know, here's the end result. What do you think? And I think that's another great opportunity to capture anyone perhaps who missed the consultation, perhaps new customers who moved to our community and and weren't able to participate. And I think I, I welcome any opportunity where people can still have the opportunity to provide feedback and have a say. And how do you think your submission would have panned out had you have not gone through such a rigorous process in terms of collecting a citizen's panel, funneling this research and feedback, um, you know, digesting it, having online opportunities for people to get involved? If you had have done it the old way, you know, w- would there have been a greater risk that the end user wouldn't have got the outcome they wanted or deserved? Yeah, I think that's a really good question. <laughs> that's actually a really hard question. But I think... The good thing about this process was that for us as a business, understanding what our customers valued and understanding the outcomes that they wanted from us, not only from a pricing and servicing perspective, but also for all these other things that Barnwater is doing to actually see, oh, well, we're we're looking at doing projects here. That really links to outcome four in our pricing submission. So, So we're on the right track here. It sort of had this really transformative approach across our business. So I think had we have just done it a a more here's the submission tell us what you think I don't know if customers or community members would have been inclined to really go that's good value or that's not really an outcome I wanted because this way we were able to really base our submission on outcomes that our community wanted rather than a really strongly technical document The, the way the submission is laid out is quite clear that it aligns to each of these customer outcomes and we really wanted to demonstrate that so that the submission is a customer-led document. You mentioned the word transformative in terms of the organisation. Do you think now engagement is perhaps a little bit more embedded or at the forefront of people's minds? You're seeing how successful this process was? Yeah, definitely. I feel that engagement now is really prominent 
within bar and water not saying it wasn't beforehand but just with our new vision of our strategy 2030 the benefits that we've seen that our price submission project has given us from a customer point of view um, i definitely feel yes that engagement is going to become more embedded within our business we're already internally you know investigating ways um, that we can better train up staff in the practice of community engagement just to try and broaden that learning across the business so to empower employees to actually run their own engagements as well and I think that's a wonderful thing. Just one final question about uh, your recent process and using your citizens panel. Um, We see a lot of citizens panels set up on Engagement HQ that intertwine with face-to-face processes and we think they're really, really great. And one of the things that we notice is that the individual participants of those panels often have these really valuable learning experiences. Can you tell us about any of the uh, feedback that you received from the participants and what it is that they got out of the process? Yeah. Um, So... The good thing about the online platform that we were able to use during the price submission was that we were able to have a closed consultation or a closed section with our community panel. And that was a great opportunity because between the face-to-face meetings that we ran over a couple of months, panellists were able to go online and then interact with one another in like a forum setting. And essentially, in between the face-to-face meetings, they were sent weekly tasks. So this this week we would like you to do or review this document or consider some of these questions or, or whatever it might be and they were able to interact with one another online and that was great to see that they really took on that opportunity to take up that other channel to communicate with one another. I had worked quite hard with the panel to show them how to log on, create a profile. I essentially became a bit of a help desk for them, but it was wonderful to really see how each other would put forward views or challenge one another or work together or or see opinions changing as well. And then that was great to then use that data that we had captured online to then feed into the next face-to-face meeting where we could recapture it again delve a bit deeper face to face and then again when they went offline face to face they were able to pick it back up online so wonderfully which is interesting isn't it face to face offline yeah, yeah. online in vir- virtual time <laughs> you know <laughs> so um so yeah that i'd have to say was a great aspect of the online platform that we were able to use during the price submission and i think also from me as a i guess as the administrator of the site the back end just allowed me to to do a lot of that stuff in real time or quickly turn it around because that was the other element of our price submission it was a very organic fast moving piece of work so that if we needed to set the panel an assignment as such I was able to do that very quickly without perhaps relying on IT skills that I'm not that well I'm not that rich in so I found the intuitive nature of the site well to use. We might just finish up today by um, asking you a couple of questions about you know utilities and perhaps if you have any wisdom or advice that you could share to your colleagues let's say they're in electricity or waste management or others in the water sector what advice would you give them to help them go down this road of really embedding engagement in their organizations given that some of the work that they do they might not think is of much interest to their own communities Another really good question. Um, I guess my my parting words or my words of wisdom would be have a look at what other people are doing, you know, um, in in your space, you know. So me as a, a water engagement person, 
I'll, I'll go around and I'll look at what my water counterparts are doing in the northern part of Victoria and going, okay, could that sort of work for, you know, farm water customers? Or um, I might go and have a look at what, you know, privately owned electricity companies are doing because it's very different government set up. I would also think about that there's always going to be some outcome or some value that your customer will see from a project that you are doing. So I think if that is ever there or there's ever a change or, or anything like that, then I think it's important to talk to your customers about that and then figure out the way in which that they can be involved. Because it may be that they can only be involved in 30% of the project because the other 70% is all wound up in um, regulatory or legislation or controlled by something else that's out of your control. But if you can identify that there's an outcome or there's a value opportunity there for your customers, then you can do an engagement program. And if you're a person who is interested in driving engagement in an organisation, what advice do you have to them in terms of being able to demonstrate the value um, of the thing that they might be pitching to their executive team or their managers? Is there a, a neat way to describe the value of engagement? Uh, that's a really hard question as well. Um, I think it's a hard thing to explain sometimes the value of engagement because until you've actually been really involved in a program and actually really seen an outcome arrive in front of your very eyes. It can be hard to demonstrate that to, to people that perhaps aren't aware of what community engagement is or haven't never heard of it. Um, I would strongly encourage people to look at online resources like the International Australian Association of Public Participation or IAP2 as it's called. They have some wonderful resources about the importance of community engagement within organisations. But um, I think to sum it up for myself, the value in engagement is that if you don't ask your customers what they would like or what they would value or how they feel about something that will impact them, then we essentially don't know what to do to provide them that service to the best of our ability. And I think to me, it's so important to ask the question and then for us to figure out as the leaders of that subject matter to really figure out the best way that we can respond and work with them to deliver that value. And what do you say to the, the idea, and I hear it sometimes, we have nothing to engage on? <laughs> um, I don't ever believe that. I don't ever believe that we don't have anything to engage upon. I think it's really just working within that project team and going, well, you know what, you could engage on that. You could ask that question. You know, if we're struggling to answer a question, why don't we ask our customers? Or why don't we ask that community group? Or why don't we ask that environmental stakeholder? they might be able to help us um, figure out the answer to that. And that in itself is community and stakeholder engagement. So I think it's just about figuring out the problem, figuring out the question, and then going, well, we can talk about that to people. Easy. <laughs> so what do you say to a world, and there's a big world out there, of water providers? They're all over the place. They are, they're all over the world. <laughs> <laughs> do you have anything you'd like to say to them in terms of, um, what we've spoken about today, for those organisations that might be at the beginnings of their journey, what would you say to them? Uh, I just hang in there. You know, I think water providers, um, it's, it's an amazing uh, industry to be a part of. Um, water is seen very differently to other essential services like gas and electricity um, because it's, it's essential to living, it's essential to life um, without water 
we die, you know, essentially. So um, I think to anyone in the water sector that's about to embark on an engagement program, I wish them all the very best and luck with it. Um, and I would also say, I think as water utility, as an industry, we're very collaborative. So reach out to your fellow engagement people in the water sector, because I'm sure we've always come across a similar hard to answer problem and I'm sure we could help each other. Excellent. Thank you very much, Kate. Um, yeah, we appreciate your time uh, today and giving us some really good insights on community engagement in the water sector. So thank you for your time and we look forward to um, speaking with you again soon. Yeah, thank you, Nathan. Thank you, Sam. Thank you for tuning in to Bang the Table Talks. Join us monthly as we continue to explore topics and best practices to assist in community engagement. Check out our other resources at bangthetable.com.